Mama guilt. Psst, you're being a shit mum right now. Business guilt. Psst, you should be smashing through your to-do list right now. Ugh, us mothers in business sometimes get that double whammy guilt combo when we try to make some room for some me time, don't we? Well, it's time we get that inner bitch in check, don't you agree? And explore the truth about creating time for yourself without having to compromise on income and without having to feel like you're failing as a mother. Today, I'm giving you a seven-step plan, for real, to create and even maybe enjoy, imagine, some me time without losing revenue or being a crappy parent. One of the steps on today's show is going to stretch you for sure. One of the steps might even annoy you, but it's all good. You can just thank me later when you realize, wait, my life got better, I'm happier, my family's happier, and I'm making more money. Seriously, thank me after. (laughs) It's fine. And whoo, I am bringing a little bit of sass to the end of the episode, calling out the seemingly supportive places online that could actually be insidiously perpetuating some toxic beliefs, keeping you from either that me time or the moolah or both. I'm going there. Oh, yes. Let's get you that me time, mama. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, your self-proclaimed business bestie, Corey Javid from CoreyJavid.com. How are you doing, my love? How is your February thus far? We're going to talk about creating me time today. Oh, yes, oh, yay. Without losing revenue or being a shit mom. Because we don't want either of those things, right? We want it all. We get to have it all. Um, So before we dive in, I just remind you that this month's theme is elevated balance. The reason being that yes, women come to work with me inside of my Elevated Abundance Mastermind, that being the main place that I work with people, um, because they want to be making more money, they want to be growing, scaling their businesses in a way that actually suits them, works for them, works for their families, but they want to be making that money while enjoying more balance in their life. Um, And I think that it is left out of the business conversation too often, particularly in the online space where hustle and grind prevail. And there is another way. Welcome to the other way, my love. So we use our feminine energy, we use our mindset, and we use highly leveraged activities around here. It's not about working harder or hustling or grinding or sacrificing. Ew. Uh, So that's why this is the topic for the whole month, because I know it is something that is a subject that is really close to your heart. And as a consequence, it's close to mine. I am very, um, I'd say fortunate. It's not fortunate. (laughs) I've created it on purpose. I'm very grateful and appreciative of the balance that I enjoy in my life. But I don't just want to be the only one over here (laughs) enjoying balance and um, making lots of money. I want that for you too. So that's why we're talking about elevated balance on the show all month for the whole month of February. And in case you didn't hear last week on last week's episode, I'm doing a mega fun February giveaway. I am giving away just five 
free calls where we're going to map out your path to profit. So specifically to six figures or beyond, depending on where you're at. And the reason why I've chosen that amount, um, although if you have a very strong opinion on an amount that you want to bring to that call, you bring it, we'll talk about it. But specifically that amount, because this is the amount that I've said so many times on the podcast before that I am confident, I know because I've done it enough times, that regardless of your business, regardless of your niche, regardless of your circumstances, I can find a way, at least one way, for you to get to six figures. And importantly, do it without working harder or longer hours, because that's my jam, right? That's what gets missed out of these profit forecasting and planning things. Um, And so many women listen to that and then tell me and like confide in me afterwards, like, yeah, I heard you say that, but I feel really like, for my business, or for my niche, or in my circumstances, or in the hours that I can work. So I want to prove to you what's possible. I want you to help. I want to help you expand your energy so that you can believe bigger for yourself, and so that you can see that path to profit for yourself. So grab one of those free calls if you're like, let me add it. How do I do it? All you need to do is head over to bit.ly. That's bit. L-Y forward slash profit with Cory, all one word. There's a handy dandy link in the description of this podcast episode. So you can just poke that. If for some reason you're thinking about this after this show and you're like, where was that link? What was it? Just send us a DM in Instagram or send me, uh, send an email to the team, team at corriejavid.com. We can send you the link. Links should never be a thing. Never let a link be (laughs) a barrier to something that you want. There's always a way to get the link. Um, But I would pause and do it now. Go and see if you can book one of these now. So I'm recording these um, February episodes a little bit in advance. Um, This is just how we roll now here. We like to give ourselves a buffer in the content creation so that we're not kind of like turning things around in too tight of a timeline. Um, So I don't know how many are left, if any. So the best thing you can do is just pause right now, go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash profit with Corey um, and see if there is an appointment available there for you. So I've opened up quite a bit of space in my calendar, more than five um, slots worth. But once I've noticed that five bookings have come in, then I will... um, take away the availability. So um, I can't just, as much as I would like to, I can't just be filling all of my time (laughs) with calls. Um, It would be delightful, but it's just my way of giving back to you and to this community. I just so appreciate you being here and listening and, you know, the way that you spread the love on this podcast. I see you ladies sharing it on Instagram. I see you leaving reviews, etc. I see the charts that we're in around the world. Hello, Norway. Hello, Cayman Islands. I saw you guys this week um, particularly. And so, yeah, it's just my way of giving back because, you know, February is the month of love. So go and get yours. Um, And then the other thing to give you an update on is that I'm doing live streams on Thursdays over inside our community, the Limitless Mothers Facebook group um, at 10am on Thursday the 10th. So that's this Thursday if you're listening to this episode on the Tuesday that it's coming out or even the Wednesday. And during my Coffee with Corrie chat, I'm taking the topic that we're talking about on the episode, but I'm talking about kind of like how this is relating to my life. So this week, because we're talking about me time, um, over there on Thursday, I'm going to be chatting with you and letting you behind the scenes on how I actually take Mondays off. So how I've worked that in my business and what I actually do with them, just in case you find that interesting. So come and join me. Um, what else do I have to tell you? Quick van life update. I get so many asks about this. New ladies love the fact that we are converting our van into a camper and then going to be using it as one of the ways that we're facilitating our family gap year starting next year. I get to say that now. How exciting. Um, and so the van life update is that it's not very exciting. Well, I don't know, kind of is for us, but it might not be for you, is that um, our microwave slash combi oven <laughs> thing arrived yesterday to go in the van, in the kitchen in the van. So that's exciting to me. Um, and what else? Oh, yes. I always like to tell you what Limitless Money looked like to me this week. So it's my way of kind of bringing the concept of abundance and an abundance mindset, which is something that I teach inside my course, Limitless Money. It's something that I've, you know, done myself. I've done this work of healing my relationship with money, of up-leveling my mindset around money, which is why I find it very easy to make lots of money now, which not, was not my previous experience 
at all in life. Um, but those concepts sometimes can seem a bit like mm, something for other people or a bit of a kind of highfalutin concept. And actually, it distills down into the everyday. So I like to kind of just give you a glimpse of what Limitless Money has looked like for me this week, more to get you thinking about what that might look like for you. So for this week, um, what's really been top of my mind has been my daughter, actually. So she um, is obsessed, like obsessed with horses right now and horse riding. And I've been finding a real struggle to find horse riding lessons for her anywhere near where we live, which is weird. There's lots of very horsey people, lots of paddocks and things. Um, but either a lot of the stables closed, stopped doing lessons and haven't restarted them or have massive waiting lists. Anywho, um, I've been persevering on that front and she has got some coming up soon. Um, and she's been buying herself all manner of books on horse care and horse handling and horse riding. And I don't know, she's obsessed and watching these YouTube videos videos about horse riders. It's like, it's a whole thing. Um, I don't know where she particularly gets it from. Uh, we're not a horsey family. I don't know the first thing about horses, but I, I'm like, you go girl. I feel like, you know, why not? It's something connection with nature. It's something to do outside. Great. Um, but anyway, the thing that's been really interesting to me is anytime I've been in conversation with anybody about it, because I've been trying to put the word out and find out, does anybody know where we can get some horse riding lessons for this girl? Um, and people are always like, oh, horse riding. And they do that kind of like sharp intake of breath. That's expensive. Horse riding, very expensive. But are you sure you want to be encouraging that? And I thought, well, that's so interesting because it's so fascinating how money becomes such a blocker for us when we are living in a lack reality, which is often created by a lack um, mindset, right? Which is how I used to be. And hey, old me um, would totally have been like, oh, well, you can't be doing that. We can't afford that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's just been interesting just to observe that, not making other people in, you know, where they are at in terms of their mindset or their financial situation, not making them wrong at all. Got total compassion for it because I was there. Um, but I just find it really interesting because that's just not a consideration for me. I'm like, if this is something she's really into, I'm going to happily throw money at it. Um, and encourage her, encourage her passion. Um, and, you know, if she ends up with um, a hobby for a little bit and, you know, then loses interest, that's okay. But if she ends up with some kind of like lifelong love of this, then amazing. Like I, I will I will do my bit. If we end up moving somewhere so that we can get a paddock for her, I'm, I'm willing to facilitate that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just don't see, I don't really like the word expensive quote unquote because it's just about choice at the end of the day um a lot of the time and priorities you know something somebody spends money on might seem expensive to you and then you might spend the same amount of money on something else now okay with horse riding you could argue well i'm not spending that amount of money on anything but anyway i'm not going to get into all of that because the point is that's what limitless money has looked like for me this week feeling like we as a family have the freedom to encourage her in a hobby regardless of how quote-unquote expensive it might end up being and actually it being about her exploring that passion and having that ability to have a connection with nature and the outdoors etc um in a way that suits her so that's what limitless money looked like to me this week what would it look like to you um so before we get stuck in to how to create me time without losing revenue or being a shit mom, this topic is something that I talk about a lot with my Elevated Abundance ladies in the masterminds that I run. And so it would be remiss of me not to mention to you that if you aren't already on the email waitlist for the next round of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind, then you probably should be, particularly if this topic of creating me time, which is an aspect of balance, you know, that balance that we've been talking about, um, and not having it impact your revenue or your, you know, income in any way and also dealing with that mum girl, etc. These are the topics that we talk about and support one another inside of um, my mastermind. This is what I coach women around all of the time. It's one of the very important facets for us as mothers and business owners, right? So if you are ready to be earning more money this year and enjoying more balance, then it's the place to be. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate and sign up to the email waitlist and you'll be the first to find out about those exciting announcements that I have around the expansion of this mastermind, the up levels, upgrades, elevated extra 
elevated energy within it. Um, we're making some significant and amazing changes just to serve you even better, get you even better and faster results and enjoy the experience all the more. So I may have even, I'm obviously as I'm recording this in advance, I may have even announced those um, <laughs> changes over to that email waitlist to the ladies who are already on it. We have many ladies already on this email waitlist. So if you haven't signed up already, do that, corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, and you can find out what they know. <laughs> um, and then I'll be announcing those things on the show soon too. So let's get into this. How do you create me time without losing revenue or being a shit mum? <laughs> so oh, it's a unique blend for us, I think, that I don't know. I'm, I can only speak for us as mothers, but I think it's something that is potentially unique to us as mums and only we can truly relate to it that kind of on one hand fantasizing about having some or dare I even say it more <laughs> me time and then slap that's the sound by the way of mama guilt <laughs> hitting you around the chops um with the other hand or maybe it's well it's probably now I'm thinking about it it's probably more of like a, a thud in the heart space that's how mama guilt feels doesn't it um and it's weird isn't it that we have that phrase mama guilt or mum guilt but we don't ever hear dad guilt mm, something to ponder anywho um Maybe accompanied with all of that, when you're thinking about me time, maybe you have that kind of like whisper, that little voice inside your head that says, you're being a shit mom, or you should be spending time with the kids right now, or worse yet, you don't deserve a full day off for yourself. Ugh. Yep, that inner voice, she can be a bitch sometimes. And then, you know, when we throw business into the mix with this, well, it's like, I always think it's like business guilt and mama guilt collude. They're in cahoots, I've decided. That mama guilt comes rushing in, first of all, with the whole you're being a shit mom and you're not spending every waking moment with your kids thing. And then as you start to go, well, hang on a minute. Is that really realistic? Is that really the definition of being an amazing mom? Boom, there's business guilt. They've formed some sort of pincer movement and attack. And business guilt whispers, yeah, but you'll be a shit mom a broke one at that because your business will fail or your clients will hate you and leave and you'll never make another penny ever again. So I know I'm obviously kind of hamming this up and dramatizing it, but I also know that feeling trapped between business guilt and mum mama guilt is extremely real. And it those are two of the some of the biggest blockers that I see affecting mothers specifically and business owners when it comes to creating and enjoying some time for themselves. Um, and so in those moments when, you know, mum guilt, business guilt rears its ugly head, we end up, you know, leaping off the sofa, throwing down the book. For me, it's Outlander I've been reading right now. Um, not that I do the leaping off the sofa bit, you get what I'm saying. Um, and we feel like ridiculous for even contemplated returning to fiction. Or maybe you abruptly close that window, browser window in which you are looking for like lovely spa days for you and your best friend. Um, and you just get back to being busy, whatever that is, answering the emails or doing something of service for the kids, whatever. Um, here's the thing, though. I have yet to have met somebody who's come into my space, whether it's you know, on a discovery call or whether they come to work with me, um, who in those early days, I have yet to work with somebody who doesn't need more me time. L literally never has happened. Now, I've got one particular client, and I'll mention her in a bit, who has now like so, so nailed me time. I feel like she's a person that we can all study <laughs> um, and have some great evidence. And, you know, all of my clients are making massive, you know, inroads on this. But I do know that it can be a challenge and it can be a struggle. And like I said, um, I just want to reiterate that I've never started working with somebody who doesn't need more me time. That's why it's such an important topic for us and for the show. Um, because it's such a, a prevalent need. It's so widespread in the same way that I've never yet worked with somebody who doesn't need to increase her prices. <laughs> so, you know, that's not the saying we need to increase them all the time or every day or whatever. But when they come to work with me, it's often one of the things that we do is look at why that's feeling hard, what would actually make sense, etc. Me time is another one of those topics. Something that is just so ubiquitous in our 
need for it and also our struggle to make it happen. Now, it's something I've nailed. It's something I've helped this one particular client like you know, nail even more than me. I think she has probably surpassed me, dare I say it. I'll happily admit it though. I'm I'm kind of pretty excellent at this. She's like Jedi master at this. And a lot of my clients are doing amazingly at this. So I really want to share that with you though, as, um, you know, to take heart that you're not on your own if creating me time feels like a struggle, but equally there is evidence out there if you choose to seek it out of women, business owners just like you who have, you know, kids that they enjoy spending time with. They want to be a good mum and, you know, in whatever way that looks to them. We all, each of us have different ideas of that. And business doesn't have to take away from that. And business and motherhood don't have to take away from your ability to find time for yourself. So I want you to know that it's a very prevalent struggle, but also finding solutions to it is a very real possibility for you. And it is something you can can absolutely have. There is nothing that disqualifies you personally, my love, from having some me time and enjoying it and having it regularly, um, even if it might feel the truth right now. So this is what we're here to talk about today. So first of all, let's just start with what does me time look like for you? What are you craving? I think if you don't immediately know, so many of you will be like, right, I want to do this, 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 and this. Great. Write it down. Um, Some of you will be like, "Um, I wouldn't even know what to do with a free afternoon or a free day to myself because it's been so long since I've had that or I would probably just clean the house. This is something, a conversation we had with them. On one of our mastermind calls, I think it was back in November, one of the ladies admitted to the group that she'd carved a day off for herself and then ended up spending half of it cleaning her son's bedroom. Um, and, you know, we all had a little chuckle. It was, she she was laughing with us. We're not laughing at her. Don't misunderstand me there. Um, because we all get it. We've all been there. We've all been in that situation where we've done the thing to carve out the time and then in it panicked and not really known what to do with it. So, don't make yourself wrong if you don't really know what you would even do with that time. Like the idea of it sounds nice in theory, but you're like, I don't know what I would actually do. That's okay. Um, But that's going to be something that you need to start getting clear on because if you don't know what you will do with me time, you won't make it happen. So for her, for that particular client, then, you know, how I coached her around that was we talked about, you know, how that felt in that moment, how to look for those triggers next time. And then also how to set herself up for success the next time she plans in some me time. So having some things that she's excited to be doing for herself so she doesn't have that kind of panicked feeling of looking down this uh, unfamiliar abyss of an afternoon or a day fully to herself um, that she actually is like, oh, I've been you know looking forward to this because I'm going to be doing this, this and this. So start with getting clear on what it is that you're craving and what it is that you might like to do with some me time. If you are getting that kind of like drawing a blank feeling, something that you can do is think about or start noticing anybody that you're jealous of. I know that sounds weird, but jealousy and envy often are really great indicators that there's something within us that we're desiring and either feeling like it's not possible for us or not giving ourselves permission to own that desire. So um, I talked about before that I was walking along the beach once and so I was taking some me time going for a solo walk along the beach, but I'd given myself like half an hour to do that. I was like, I'm going to go for a half an hour brisk walk, then I'm going to get back and crack on. And I saw this lady just sitting on the beach with a book and I was like, oh, must be nice. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, wait a minute. I'm the creator of my reality. (laughs) I kind of checked myself. If I really want to be sitting on the beach just reading a book, I can just sit on the beach and read a book. It's up to me to create that and make that happen. And so I went about and made that happen. And then, you know, the next week I was doing exactly that. So starting with those kind of triggers, that jealousy can be a really good place to look. But you have to start there. What does it look like for you? Maybe it's a day off just to sort out some of your own stuff, some of your own personal kind of like things like, I don't know, getting your legs waxed or have your hair done or that kind of stuff. Book those appointments you've been meaning to do. Um, Maybe you'd love to have like a day away or even a weekend away with your best friend. Like this is something that um, I did in September. I took my best friend away for a a long weekend and we had a blast. Um, Maybe it's, you know, going for that long walk or that long swim or, you know, a longer gym session or going to the gym and then staying for coffee afterwards, like extending something that you're already doing or doing something that you're already doing, but doing it 
and enjoying it fully and not feeling like you need to rush back or should be doing something else. It's also a feeling, the me time. It's not just <laughs> doing the thing. It's kind of doing the thing and enjoying it and allowing yourself to enjoy it. But we'll get there in stages, right? Um, maybe for you, it's something actually pursuing something creative. So one of the things I hear a lot from um, women, uh, mothers and business owners specifically, is because of motherhood can be so all-consuming um, in a sort of necessary way a lot of the time uh, in the early years um, when our kids are really quite small. And then depending on when you started your business, business can be quite you know, mentally consuming. And if you haven't managed to find that balance yet, in which case, hello, you're in the right place. Um then it can also feel all-consuming hours-wise potentially too. We can end up kind of losing ourselves in the mix there somehow, like losing our identity, losing touch with things that we used to do. Uh, one of my clients, um, when I was encouraging her to create some me time for herself, by the way, just a side note, if you come to work with me, I won't let you off the hook on this. You will have some me time. <laughs> you should know that. I'm quite persistent and insistent and I can just kind of keep at it until you are fine creating and enjoying me time. <laughs> kind of annoying in that loving way um so anyway this particular client I was like what would what would you like to be doing this more time and she was like I don't even know I was like well what did you used to do that you really loved like even before you had your business or had your child and she was like oh I used to love singing in a choir and I was like is that something you'd like to do again and she was like yeah and then I was like well then let's start there and then of course she had all the reasons why she couldn't and that's where we kind of got stuck in but we kind of lose ourselves. So maybe for you, it's having something creative um, that you are pursuing or signing up for that class to learn that thing or to study that other thing over there that's not relating to your business, something that is just for you, just for the pure passion and enjoyment of it. So ultimately, you need to know what you want and what, what me time means to you and what it's going to look like. So let's break it down in terms of how to make this happen without losing revenue and without feeling like you're being a shit mum. Because I know, like I said, those are, you know, the mum guilt or the motherhood aspect um, and the money aspect are two things that can crowd in and tell us that this isn't possible. And that's actually BS. So let's just call it out there. So let's start there. So the truth that the weird part of your brain, we all have one, I don't mean that in a, in a kind of... Um, accusatory way. <laughs> I mean, we all have this weird part of our brain. The truth that the weird part of your brain doesn't want to believe or accept is that creating and enjoying and, you know, regularly making time for me time is going to benefit everything. It will benefit your bank balance. I know, I know, there's a very, very real feeling story that it's going to go the other way. That's BS. It will benefit your bank balance. It will benefit your business 100%. I know this from personal experience and from every client that I've pestered, sort of maybe even borderline bullied into taking me time. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> but kind of, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm quite insistent on this. Some of my clients will be chuckling at this, particularly some of them who I'm like, do you have a hobby yet? What's your hobby? And they're like, oh, you with the hobby. <laughs> um, anyway, it will benefit your business. Um, and it will benefit your family and your kids. So it actually, I believe, makes you a better mum. I don't just, it's not just my belief. I think it's actually a fact. So let's look at it from all of these angles quickly so that you feel like you've got a case that you can use against that annoying part of, uh, you know, your brain, the one that wants to keep us small and stuck and safe, it believes, quote unquote, um, exactly where we are and on the struggle bus because that feels familiar. That's the part of our brain that's useful to have something that we can be like, actually, no, thanks part of my brain, but no, this is the truth instead. So the truth is that it will benefit your bank balance and your business. Let's start there and talk about how that could be. The reason, one of the biggest reasons being is that when you are tending to yourself, so you're doing something just for you, you are topping up your energy, you're amplifying your energy, you're boosting your energy, you're raising your vibration, all of the good energy stuff is going on that always benefits your business because you then bring that great energy back into your business. Here's the other truth. You will get your best, most creative ideas when you're in the middle of that yoga class or that swim or that time with your business bestie, or when you just come back from that thing, when you're feeling refreshed and revitalized and recharged, you will be more creative. You will be more in tune with your intuition. These are all things that 100% benefit your business. Business feels so much easier when you are in a high vibe energy, that elevated energy, 
because you have access to that creativity, to that intuition. And that's how you can do the things that really make the biggest results in your business and have those like either those aha moments or those divine downloads or whatever that feels like for you. It's always off the back of having some spaciousness. When we feel like our life is too crammed and we're squeezing out some of the joy, the joy that is just for us, then there's less space for the intuition and the creativity and the innovation to come in. So it absolutely will benefit your business. I've seen this time and time again. I can give you all evidence if you just want, come speak to me about it. (laughs) If you don't believe me, we could talk about it. And then how that um, benefits your bank balance. I'm going to leave that one to the side for a minute because we're going to come to it in just a second because that's a kind of point in and of itself. Um, so you just have to trust me on that for a moment. <laughs> and I believe it's a, to a benefit to your kids. So I think we need to dispel this idea that to be a great mother, and I don't think any of us probably buy into this really at a logical intellectual level, but I think it's something that's one of those niggly insidious things that is still kind of nagging at us. Um, I think there's this kind of weird latent belief that we tote around that any time that we could be with our kids and we're not, we're being wrong, that we're being bad mothers, that any time that our children spend with somebody other than us doesn't count as enough as much. Now, like I'm a mother first and a business owner second, and I prioritize quality time with my daughter above pretty much all else. But I also know that her spending time just with her dad on her own, without me there, you know, it doesn't have to always be family time. That's something that's really nourishing for her too. I also know that her spending time with my mum, so my mum has her every Tuesday after school, that's such quality time for them. And if I insisted on her spending that time with me, they wouldn't have the relationship that they have. Um, I also know that the after school club that she goes to nourishes her social interaction, sort of quotes for want of a better word, you know what I mean? It, it gets her using those skills because at that particular club, she has to interact with kids of different ages and there's different kind of creative things that they do there and even if god forbid she gets a bit bored there sometimes that's actually a good thing i believe because that's when creativity comes for kids right um so anyway my point being is that i think we can have this weird unchecked belief that's um not helpful to us that is that anytime we're not spending with our kids we're not being a good mom and we need to really look at that and dismantle it and say is this a truth for me and for my family and for me personally i actually kind of like like to judge things not judge in a kind of like judgmental way but just like review things from the point of view of how do I feel like the time that I am spending with my daughter does it feel like quality time does it feel like sufficient time because you know sometimes you know life does get busy but I I, you know, I do want to feel like we spend you know a good amount of time together but more important than the time is the quality of the time that we spend together it's much better in my opinion for her and I to you know spend like an hour together doing something really involved me being really really present um then spending kind of four hours together with me kind of like not really paying attention to her ignoring her and etc you know being on my phone and hey we all, we all do a mixture of these things we're all humans right doing our best but I think really the important point here is to just know that number one like check on with yourself if you've been accidentally believing that if your kids aren't with you it somehow doesn't count or you're somehow dropping the ball that's an definitely not necessarily the case. Um, And the other thing I'd like you to consider is how helpful is it to your child if they see you only ever sort of, dare I say it, as the martyr and, you know, and only ever in service to them. That's not actually a healthy example, in my opinion, to be creating. That's not how I want to be raising my daughter. I want her to know that I have hobbies and interests. I want her to know that I do things to nourish myself. I want her to know that I, you know, um, partake in self-care. I don't know why I said partake, but you know what I mean? I do self-care shit because it's important. I want to set that example to her. It doesn't mean I'm doing it all of the time and excluding her from all of my time. There's balance there, right? So my balance is the topic of the show this month. So I think it's really worth kind of checking yourself on on that piece because I think that mama guilt 
it, it can be really misplaced a lot of the time, but we don't actually analyze it. We just feel it and then react to it and like uh, react emotionally because it's an emotion, right? Guilt rather than going, well, hang on a minute. Let me just have a look at the situation here. Is this valid? Is it valid that I'm feeling really guilty about having some time for myself here? What would be a different way of looking at it? Um, and something I've even done with my clients before is I've challenged them to like write down all a, a list of all of the ways that you can see that having some me time is going to benefit your business. Write down a list of all of the ways that you can see that having some me time is going to be setting a great example to your kids, but also helping you to be a better mother. Because guess what? A frazzled mother is not a great mother. A mother who never gets any time for herself, that's not actually a great mother, right? So um, so I think that's the first thing to start with. It's that truth that that weird part of our brain doesn't want to admit. So start there. Um, and then, so it's kind of an extension of this, but to actually create me time without it having, uh, without it impacting your revenue or, you know, your how you want to show up as a mum, you need to start really seeing the value of me time. So that kind of like is basically what we've just been talking about. So how does me having time to myself actually create value in my life and in the lives of the people around me and in the impact that I can make. Um, because, you know, like your business doesn't need you frazzled or, you know, burnt out either. <laughs> your clients or customers, um, whoever you serve, they also need you to be feeling energetically buoyant and in that elevated energy. And guess what? You know, some me time is going to be one of the key routes to getting there. Um, but here's the thing. You can see value in me time, but you also need to see value in yourself to be able to receive it. So you have to feel worthy of receiving that me time. You can, sometimes this has been something that I've had to coach my clients through, is that they will be like, oh yeah, actually, now we've been through these reframes, I can totally see how it might benefit a business and might benefit somebody in motherhood, but they still underneath it are struggling with their own sense of worthiness and deservedness and therefore are pinning a lot of their sense of validation on how they serve others. And it, so it all gets kind of intermixed and intertwined. So working on seeing the value in yourself and knowing that tending to your own needs is valuable and important regardless of everything else that I've already just said is actually super important too um, because that's going to make it feel so much easier to not just create the me time but enjoy it. Um, if you don't feel worthy of receiving something, I've said this so many times on the show, but if you don't feel worthy of receiving something, you won't receive it because you won't feel safe in making it happen or asking for it or doing the things that you need to do to create me time. Um, so, on from there, we get to belief. So we always really ultimately start with belief when we're going to implement something new in life and business, um, at least around my parts and <laughs> inside of my masterminds, etc. Always start with belief. So for example, if you have a belief that you can't make more money unless you spend more hours, that's really going to trip you up on this creating me time piece. Because if the time that you're carving out of your your week comes from a pocket of time that might otherwise be designated to your business, that's going to feel really impossible for you if you have a belief that the only way for you to make money in your business is by you being physically present and spending time and working hard in your business, right? So have a look at the beliefs that have been getting in the way of you spending me time and have a look at what comes up. The best place to start is with your fears. So if I said to you, you must take, and I take every Monday off, you must take every Monday off from now on um, and you must use that Monday to do only things that are for you. Nothing in the business, nothing relating to motherhood. What comes up for you? Those fears are the best indicator of where to start with beliefs that are going to serve you in implementing this going forward. So write down a list of those fears and then see if you can reframe them into a positive affirmation that's going to work for you instead. Um, so that's just a kind of like quick how-to with some belief work. Belief work is a really strong, um, you know, foundational piece of the coaching and the work that I do with my clients, you know, um, for example, in the 
Elevated Abundance Mastermind. We have a whole module um, like training on a belief and how to use it to your benefit. Um, but like I said, if you don't believe in that creating me time um, is going to be possible for you at all, it, it won't happen. If you don't believe that you can enjoy me time without it negatively impacting your bank balance, it won't happen. If you don't believe that you can enjoy me time without being a shit mum, it won't happen. So always start with your beliefs. Um, and then let's get into some kind of practical things that you can be doing. So I already mentioned this, know what you want, but specifically make a list and pick one thing and then start with that one thing. So rather than feeling like you don't have to necessarily jump forward to where I am, where I'm taking off a full day a week for myself, um, every week. I got there in stages. I started with an afternoon a month, you know, um, but I also knew what I was going to be doing with that me time. Um, and at the points at which I struggled to stick to that commitment with myself around me time were the times when I didn't know what I was going to be doing with my me time. So I like to be really frank about that and, you know, just be real, like, so that you can learn from my experience too. And like that client that I was talking to you about who cleaned her son's bedroom, you know, we've all been there where we're like, well, it feels really uncomfortable to just do nothing. So shit, I'll do that because it feels productive, <laughs> you know. Um, so know what you truly want. Allow yourself to want it. That can be, you know, part of the work. Uh, but make a list and pick one thing and start with that one thing. Because if you make some headway with one thing that's for you, that looks like some me time, um, it could be just having a bath uninterrupted every evening. Maybe at the moment you try to have a bath and the kids are in and out, or um, maybe you always say you're going to do it and then it gets really late and you've run out of time, like whatever. It doesn't have to be a whole new hobby yet. Start with something that feels like it will make a nice difference to you but that feels um, most doable because you you'll gain confidence through the doing and you'll also boost your own sense of self-love and worthiness and deserving by practicing the receiving of the me time. Um, and so if you start small, then it kind of becomes this beautiful circular, like ever expanding effect. So the more that you do, the more that you are signaling worthiness to yourself through actions and the more that worthiness is feeling reinforced and then you feel more able to continue sticking with it. So step one, know what you truly want, make a list, pick one thing. Then work on the beliefs and the worthiness that attach to that one thing. And, you know, like I said, you could make a list of how it benefits your kids. You can make a list of how this is going to benefit your business, but make, you know, get really clear on what you're going to need to believe to be true in order for this to happen. And in order for you to not just do that one thing from your list, maybe it's a, I don't know, weekly ballet class. I'm just thinking of that because I've just started. <laughs> um, but whatever it is, it's not just about doing it. It's about doing it without feeling guilt for your business or for motherhood, right? Um, and that's going to take some belief work. So know what you want, pick that one thing, and then find out what you're going to need to believe and start integrating those beliefs into your belief system. Start upgrading your beliefs, basically, to believe these new, more empowering things that enable you to go ahead and do this. Then from there, you're going to need to, as part of that belief work, something that pretty much every woman who comes to work with me needs to work on is untangling the concept of work and hours and money. Um, you, you might even be in a reality where your business is set up in such a way that if you're not working, you're not getting paid, right? And there's no way of changing that and that it's all on you or that's how it feels at least. Here's the thing, you won't be able to see the paths to alter your business and shape it and grow it in such a way that you can actually start extricating yourself from aspects of it, still doing the things that you enjoy, but without it all being on your shoulders and your time. You won't be able to see the ways to do that. Um, or even if somebody points them out to you, I would always be happy to do, um, you won't be able to actually implement them if you still have these really strongly held beliefs around money requiring hard work and hours and time. So that's just kind of part of that belief work that I think is going to be universal for everybody. So there might be nuances depending on, you know, 
um, the type of thing that you're choosing from your list, um, what kind of impact it's going to have on your schedule, and whether that falls more in the motherhood camp or the business camp, because depending on the time of day, it you know, and what your week looks like, it might fall more in one or the other. So there'll be some nuances for each person to work on beliefs-wise, but I would recommend that you definitely set about disentangling the concepts of work and hours and money uh, because they feel very, very connected in our society and they don't have to be. They don't have to be at all. So, and I, you know, if you just want a quick bit of proof thrown in, during the first year of the pandemic, so during 2020, I worked way less hours. I think it was like a 40-something percent reduction in hours. I was only working 16 hours a week and I made an additional, I feel like it's 30 eight grand, something like that. I didn't have, I chose not to have a significant growth year, but my business still grew and I worked 42% less. So it just goes to prove that money and time don't have to be intertwined. And there are practical steps that you can take in your business, but it has to start with disentangling those beliefs that, you know, money comes through hard work and hours spent. Um, the next step is to communicate it. So you've picked what you wanted from the list. You've been working on your beliefs and your worthiness. You're going to need to communicate this thing. So depending on what it is and when it falls in your week, you might need support in making this happen. You might need support inside of your business or you might need support from a person who lives with you or somebody else. You're going to need to make people aware that this is something that's happening. Um, so, for example, if we use my Monday ballet class, which actually, <laughs> this is a bad example because I've decided to do it online, but not because <laughs> I can't get the support, but because I, I don't like leaving the house late in the evening in <laughs> the only class I can find. was at 8 p.m. That's far too late for me to be out and about on a Monday. Oh, such a homebody. Anyway, but I had already, I'd previously decided that's what I was going to do. And so I just told my husband... I'm starting this ballet class on a Monday. It starts at eight. I'll be needing to leave at half seven on Mondays from now on. I didn't say, is that okay? Would it be all right? Do you mind? Because I just told him, <laughs> right? So a lot of it comes in how you make the ask, which could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But you're going to need to communicate it. And I also told my daughter, hey, guess what? I've signed up for this ballet class. Here's why I think it's really great. Here's why I'm really looking forward to it. Here's what I'm going to be doing on a Monday. Now, I still had that conversation with her because even though I'm not leaving the house, I'm going to be doing it in the lounge and I need to be uninterrupted. I don't want her coming in and out um, or having a go alongside with me or whatever. This is my time. <laughs> this is my thing, right? So it needs to be communicated because otherwise, if we try to sort of sneak it under the radar, don't do that, my love. I've seen too many people try this. Um, it never works. But if we do, then we if it's so much harder to stick with it. And also, then we're not getting the benefits, you know, particularly on the motherhood side of things, of being able to say to our children, hey, I do this on this particular day now, or I'm doing this in, I don't know, March. I'm going away with my best friend. And here's why I'm really looking forward to it. Here's why it's really great for me. We're not letting them witness that. And we're not giving ourselves a chance to model that positive behavior to them. So it's going to be needing, you're going to need to communicate it. Equally, if it involves taking time out of your business, then you're going to need to communicate that to your clients. Don't apologize. <laughs> whoever you're speaking to, whoever you're communicating with, please refrain from apologizing. You shouldn't apologize for having some time to yourself. You're human. You deserve it by being human. The end. Um, but communication is going to need to be a key step. Because here's the thing. When you communicate in advance, people have longer to get on board with it. Um, which means that it's going to likely be easier for you to then go through with it. And then, my love, once you've communicated it, you're going to have to set a boundary. And that's right, stick with it. This is the thing with me time. Now, here are some of the things that might pop up during your designated me time. Maybe it's an afternoon to yourself. Maybe it's just coffee with a best friend. Maybe it's that ballet class. French lesson. I don't know, whatever it is for you, here's some of the things. A different friend, a person not involved, needs you, asks, texts you, is it an emergency? Is there any chance you could collect my kid from school or have little Johnny? Is anybody called Johnny these days? Kids don't seem to have that name. I don't know why. Um, for a play date. Or your husband's like, oh, but I already booked that bike ride and it's been in the calendar with the guys. For, or this is the only weekend that John, <laughs> I was 
just keep using that name. Can come down that weekend, or blah, 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 do you really have to do it that week? Or your kid cries when you leave. That one sucks, especially when we're trying to do the whole meantime thing and not feel like a shit mum. Uh, or a client sends an urgent email or is like, oh, well, I really need to move my session. And the only time I can do this week is this. And I've got this really long story why it has to be then. And guess what? It coincides exactly with your me time. These are just some of the examples, but there are gonna be some things thrown at you. I think sometimes that it's the universe giving you a little test, just giving you a little something as an, or not as a test kind of to set you up to fail. The universe isn't malicious like that. It's just like, really? Let's see. It's giving you an opportunity to sharpen and hone your energy around this and to kind of see how you truly feel. So I believe that sometimes when we do something um, such as set a boundary, we might get a little test. And it's not like if we quote unquote fail, we're condemned to never having me time ever again. But it gives us that opportunity to reflect and go, oh, that happened. Leaky boundary. How can I tighten that up? You know, or and often tightening up has to start with your belief in your deservedness and worthiness of holding firm to that boundary. So you're going to have to set a boundary, my love, if you want to spend some me time and you're going to have to do it unapologetically and feeling great about it and yourself and not waver on it because there's always going to be a really great reason why it can't happen this week. It needs to get pushed out, etc., etc. Um, now, I'm not saying that you, you know, never move it if somebody is in absolutely dire need and you would feel like a, you know, appalling human being for ignoring them, um, then fine. But more often than not, we are putting everybody else's agenda and priorities above our own well-being and we need to stop that. And we stop that by sticking to boundaries. By, you know, the friend says, can you watch my kid? And you say, sorry, would love to. Let me know next time what might be able to help but I'm not free at this time on these days on this day of the week or whatever or I already have plans or something that I somewhere I need to be don't apologize don't over you know don't overly apologize or over explain or justify just sorry no um could you ask so and so instead um, or your husband wants to go for a bike ride. Now, this is why the communicating in advance should help us be like, oh, remember when we had that conversation, I told you I was doing this thing on a Monday. Um, I'm committed to this. So, um, you know, it'd be great if you can find another day. Um, not being like, okay, fine. I'll be the one that just no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that kind of passive aggressive thing. Uh, I know that I've done that before. Um, or when your kid cries when you leave. Now, this one can be really tricky because that is pulling directly at that mama guilt heartstring. Is it not. Um, here's the thing. If if our kids are really unused to us doing something like, I don't know, going out in the evening or going away for a night or, you know, doing something that doesn't include them, maybe they're standing outside the bathroom door while you're in there having a bath and they're crying because <laughs> they can't be let, let in. Um, whatever whatever that is is they they know how to push our buttons and and they they don't do it in a kind of manipulative way but it is a kind of testing way to see if is this going to be a thing that sticks and now i'm not a parenting expert so i'm only going to share my opinion here feel free to disagree with me your kids are yours do what you think is fit but i feel like if i give into that and i change my plans it's not that i don't comfort my daughter it's not that i don't show her compassion and label her emotion because that's something that i learned to do that i believe <laughs> um, but if I then waver, I'm teaching her that her emotional moment there is more important than my ongoing well-being. And I've taught her that I will always succumb and will always, um, you know, cave in ultimately. And that's not something that I want to set her up for. And actually, I want her to see me doing these things for myself and understand why it's important to me, even if she can't fully understand it in that moment. And maybe, you know, while they're crying, it's not the right time, but having a conversation afterwards and being like, hey, you know, the other night when you were upset with me because I was going out, well, here's why it was really important to me. And here's how um, 
you know, I like to keep doing that. And here's how I think about it. I've had those conversations, even when my daughter was really, really little. Um, that kids are quite often open to those conversations, not in the moment when they're crying. It's just about getting whoever's looking after them to, uh, you know, comfort them yourself and then, but then firmly pass them over. <laughs> but again, this is my opinion. But the thing is, is if we're always giving in and always then we're telling ourselves then that our needs are less important and they're not less or more important, they're of equal importance. And so we need to make sure that how we are spending our times and how we're tending to our needs is demonstrative of that. Does that make sense? Um, and then with the urgent client piece, it's about, I mean, I could do a whole episode, ask me if you want me to do this, but about holding boundaries with clients and keeping firm with them and how to still create great service, an amazing client experience and have mega boundaries. I feel like this is something I've got on lock. Um, and it's fortunate for me because obviously I work with mothers and business owners. So when they see me communicating a boundary, holding to a boundary, they're like, respect. <laughs> um, and actually it's to the benefit of our relationship because it's something that I teach <laughs> and it's also something that I live by, right? So I do know that I have a particular fortunate nuance to my situation. But um, what I do know to be true um, from having coached so many women through this is that your business can provide an amazing service and an amazing client experience and you can have amazing boundaries at the same time. And actually, I would argue that having those boundaries in place will increase the likelihood of a great client experience and increase the likelihood of you kind of like wowing them and knocking their socks off. Let me know if you want me to do a whole episode on boundaries with clients. But ultimately, when it comes to creating me time, um, without it impacting real revenue, you do that by having that boundary up front, you know, having that communicated in advance and sticking with it. Uh, it will not shy, it will not make clients run for the hills unless they are very unideal clients, in which case, cheerio. <laughs> um, so when it's done well, when it's done with respect, um, and you know, when when you when it's done in the interests of, of you and you can see a way of tying that into the interests of your clients and their businesses, which is absolutely 100% possible. We just don't even think to do that or look for it more often than not. Then it often means that actually you get even better, more loyal customers um, and people who rave about you and what you do in a long-term way. Boundaries are really that effective. They really do have that much of a positive impact on your business. But it's just that as women, we're often raised to be people pleasers. I know I was um, and conditioned by society as such. And that can really make us feel like we can't have boundaries and that, you know, we must bend over backwards and do everything humanly possible to serve our clients and that that's the way that we give them great value. It's not the only way. Um, so let me know if you want me to do a, a kind of more in-depth podcast episode on that. But ultimately, having a boundary and sticking to it is the key to creating that me time without it impacting your revenue and without it making you feel like a shit mum. And then here's the thing that doesn't get talked about. Keep going through the discomfort. I want to be real, real with you here. If you haven't been creating me time, on a consistent or regular basis, then when you start to do that, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Those things that I told you about, those things that are going to test your boundaries to see if they're leaky, the crying kid or the friend that's got the urgent request or whatever that is, that's going to feel stretching in that moment. Or even just looking at the calendar and seeing that word me time and then looking at your to-do list <laughs> and feeling like, oh, but if I just cracked on instead, that's going to feel stretching. Or like I said, having carved out some time for yourself and then actually showing up for it and being in it and enjoying it, that can feel uncomfortable. It can feel stretching because you can have all that mum guilt and the biz guilt pinging around in your head at the time, especially if you haven't been working on the beliefs thing. That's why that piece is so important. It's going to make it feel so much easier. And also it gives you something to go to in the moment that it feels a little bit uncomfortable. Now, here's the important thing to know. It's not going to feel uncomfortable forever. It's only going to feel uncomfortable for like maybe the first or second, maybe even third time, but it's going to be decreasing in discomfort every time. And the benefit of having that me time will far outweigh any temporary fleeting discomfort. And then ultimately, you'll become a pro like moi at the me time. And you'll be like, oh, I can't believe I was, you know, always 
being the martyr before and not carving this time out for myself. I feel amazing. And like, everything's going better in my life, <laughs> you know? Um, so you can get there and you will get there. But I just, you know, I don't want it to feel like um, if it's uncomfortable, like you're doing something wrong. No, you're doing the right thing. If it's uncomfortable, there's ways to make it more comfortable, but it means that you're sticking with it. And if it's early days for you, um, then actually just give yourself a pat on the back. Be like, oh, this must mean I'm doing it right, which can actually reduce the discomfort in that moment anyway. Now, this is going to sound like a bit of an annoying like one liner point that you're like, well, wait, how is that just like a, a this? I think it's sixth point we've got here, <laughs> point six, and not a whole podcast episode. But I'm going to tell it to you and then we'll talk about it. So build a business that doesn't grind to a halt when you don't work. Now, I know that's easy for me to say that. And maybe you're like, well, how do I do that? That's really annoying that you've just suggested that I do that. I get it. But here's the thing. Building your business in a way that doesn't grind to a halt when you're not working is going to be unique to you. Now, yes, there are some things that we can talk about um, and we will be um, through, you know, the course of this month and also um, over in my Coffee with Corrie chats inside the Facebook group. So stick, be sticking with me on this. Ultimately, you need to know that it's possible to have a business that doesn't, you know, live or die by the hours that you spend in it. And if having a balanced life, an elevated life, which includes balance, is something that you are interested in, then your business needs to be an instrument of that. And you need to be building your business in an intentional way such that it facilitates things like me time, right? So it means that you need to be making decisions through that lens of, how can I grow my business without it growing the requirement and responsibility on my shoulders and in my schedule? How can I grow my business and carve out some additional time for myself or scale back my hours? So that will be nuanced to you. but And so I can't get into like specifics of here's exactly how you personally should do it. That's why people come to work with me, right? Um, and this is what we figure out together. But the thing that I want you to know is, number one, that it's absolutely possible. Yes, even with your niche. Yes, even with how you currently set up your business. Yes, even while maintaining and doing the thing that you love in your business. Yes, 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 you, you can. And to start moving forward with that intention, start asking better questions. Um, start asking yourself, how, rather than thinking, oh, I can't do that. Think, how could I? How could I? Just start being open to it, even if nothing comes to you immediately. Just you know, hold that question loosely in your mind as you go forward through the rest of the day or even the rest of the week. How could I be making more money in my business and not be growing my hours? Or maybe just start with, you know, the meantime thing. How could I maintain my current income and have some more me time without it, you know, necessarily coming out of family time, if that's something, you know, if, if you feel like you want it to come out of the business time. So it's asking those questions and having that as a lens through which you make decisions in your business. You absolutely can. It absolutely is possible. But only if you're looking to do it and only if you're doing that intentionally and moving forward with that intention rather than just feeling like it's not possible. And so on that note, be around women who are doing this normalize this. Normalize me time. Let's normalize it, shall we? Let's make it just something that we all do. We do it unapologetically. We don't need to justify it anymore. It's just a thing. It's such a normal thing that we're even bored of speaking about it because it's just such a normal thing. Why is, why is anyone even ever talking about it anymore? Like, aren't we all just doing this now? Like, let's get to that point, right? So be around other women who are creating time for themselves. Be around other women who are happy to jump in and tell you that you're being an amazing mum. Be around other women who will give you that perspective shift that you need when you're feeling like you can't take that time for yourself because either your business is going to tank or your kids are going to think you're crap. Be around other women who are regularly taking time off and making lots of money. Fill your mind with evidence expand your energy by being around that evidence and having direct access to it. It's going to be the biggest thing that makes the difference for you, my love. Um, so I'll give you that example. Um, I was talking about earlier. So Nina, who I've had on the podcast before, um, I think she's even, so I'm, I believe I've even done a case study of her. I should dig that out. If I dig it out, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and, but anyway, uh, it's it's not a, a secret around here that she is that client who has absolutely nailed and is like Jedi master, next level, amazing at creating me time for herself. She has a very profitable business. She has three young kids. She is an amazing mother. 
and she has a lot of time for herself outside of business and outside of motherhood. She has that trio of motherhood and business and herself absolutely nailed. Now, she's um, been taking maternity leave, which I know she won't mind me saying because she has shared this on Instagram. Um, and so she hasn't been in um, the Elevated Abundance um, cohort that she was in because um, she's taking that maternity leave. But she has been such a great asset in, in, well, in many ways, but in particular in this front, in being that just sterling example of you can have time for yourself and be building a really successful business, right, to the other women there. And it's nice that, you know, um, to have that in a group and it's nice to be in a group of women who are striving towards it and some doing even better than you at whatever is the thing that you're working towards and in this case balance because it gives you that evidence that is so compelling for our brains when our brain is like I don't know though you know and you're like oh but yeah she's doing it and look her business is successful and look she's a great mom and spends like some really lovely time with her kids hmm maybe I could do that too. So that's always the ultimate hack. Be around women who are doing this. Make it normal. Make me time normal. Make me time and making money normal. Here's actually, I'm going to be a little bit controversial now. Beware of the groups that you're in. (laughs) Now I say this is controversial because I feel like, I'm bringing this right at the end, bringing the fire right at the end here. I feel like in some groups that I have been in, and I'm not a part of anymore, there's almost this collective belief and collective assumption that we can have flexibility, we can have balance, we deserve this as mothers. So good so far, right? But it's okay if we're not making lots of money. It's okay if we feel like making lots of money is not possible for us. Now, whatever amount of money you're making is okay. I'm not here to make anybody wrong. And however much money you want to make, that's okay too, (laughs) right? But I think it I think this is something that I've seen in too many groups for specifically mothers and business owners where the emphasis is on the balance, but the emphasis therefore taken off the money as if the things are mutually exclusive. And that I think is dangerous. And that is a kind of insidious and actually toxic way of thinking. And it's not that you have to be out there pushing for more, more, more money. We don't push around here anyway. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's not the point. But you absolutely do get to be creating balance and creating increasing wealth and income and abundance in your life and for your family and for your community and whatever you decide to do with that, right? Be careful and be wary of being around people, you know, if there's a lovely group that you're in and you know that that's their belief and you go in, but with a mind to, okay, well, that's their belief. I'm not going to let it infiltrate me. That's okay. But just be just be aware of the collective beliefs. So if you're already in some groups, could be just like some free Facebook groups or whatever, um, be aware of the collective beliefs because they're way more infectious <laughs> than you might realize. Um, and so that can be used, uh, an amazing thing, used for good. If you're in a community that's so supportive, yes, rock on. If you got a, you're in a group that really inspiring and boosting each other and, you know, really raising each other up. Amazing. Love it when I see that happening. Love these amazing communities. But also be aware that there are some communities who are really advocating balance, which is great, but with it taking away the prospect that more money is available to you and being like, it's fine, just earn enough, but enjoy the balance. Now, if that's your choice, okay, cool. But I don't want anybody to ever feel like you have to choose between the two you do not. Never let anybody else suggest to you that you must choose between the two unless you really want to for some reason. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have both, (laughs) just personally. So beware of that. Um, So yeah, be in the right groups, the right groups where people are normalizing me time and doing it whilst making more money. This is the thing that we need to normalize, my loves. Okay, so don't forget, you might still be able to pick up a path to profit call with moi. Let's map out your possible path to, I don't know, six figures, multiple six figures, whatever you want. Maybe it's consistent with 5k months, whatever that looks like to you, my love. But doing it whilst creating me time, because yes, that's right, we will also be mapping out the time spend. Um, uh, head over to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Profit with Cory, that's all one word, and see if you can grab yourself one of those free calls that I am giving away. So much value there. I could be charging a lot for these, but I'm doing the giveaway because Friday, Friday? I keep saying that. February is the month of love, and I love you, and I want to give back. And I will see you on Thursday inside my Facebook group. Mwah! Love you, mean it, and don't forget, you are limitless. Bye for now. 
Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week, and so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we are known to surprise and delight our reviewers, so if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at coreyjavid.com, I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.